For Truth with a Texas Twain, Fireside Talk Radio, the show where women ponder the things we store in our hearts. Host Kathy Carafi invites experts to talk openly about what women care about, like how to create lifelong companionship, dealing with mental illness in our families, bullying at school, and many others. You name it, we talk about it. Listen in now as Kathy helps us find answers to our most tender questions. Welcome to Camp Craft A's Fireside Talk Radio, where our goal is to ponder over all the tried and true stuff we, we women store away in our hearts as we knit our families together in lifelong fellowship. Our favorite verse on this show is, but Mary kept all these things and pondered them in her heart, Luke 2.19. We want to thank Home Instead, our sponsor for this episode. Home Instead Senior Care provides trustworthy, kind-hearted senior home care services in your loved one's home. All caregivers are thoroughly screened, extensively trained, professional, and reliable. At Home Instead, it's about providing the highest quality home care services to fit you and your family's needs. Now, I am so excited about today's show. I have brought an expert in who is nationally known. So first, I just want to welcome you, Tina. Thank you so much for joining me. Thank you. I appreciate it. I'm glad to be there. Tina Meyer is well-known in uh, public foundation service, like the sector of people who are thought leaders in our culture, and she's known for her amazing work on bullying. And so you can easily find her at the MeganMeyerFoundation.com. Is that the correct address that I'm giving, Tina? Um, you know what? It's MeganMeyerFoundation.org, but oh. .com will still work, too. <laughs> Thank you. I wanted to get that right. I better write that in my notes. Um, well, you are so kind to do this with me. A perfect stranger, I contact you. And when you heard my introduction to my show, you'll know that we, we began the show about a year ago. And one of my first things I wanted to, favorite topics, I wanted to talk about bullying at school. And I have asked over and over again among my friends if they would come on and talk about it with me. And it is a scary topic People don't want to talk about it. And so for that reason, I reached out to you, and you've been so gracious. You're like the national expert on this topic. I couldn't believe it when you said yes. So thank you first for that. Sure. Thank you. And I, I, you know, because I, we talked about this ahead of time, that what we do is we tell the, we let the person who comes on the show tell their story in the first half hour, and that becomes its own podcast. And so that, to me, is one of the sweetest gifts that you've agreed to do with me today to give my listeners your story because it is such a heartbreaking and tender story that you have. I don't even know how to begin except to say, I know you're not alone in your story because I know other people who've experienced this and they just can't, they're not quite at the place where they can talk about it. So you are a very courageous and amazing woman. Well, thank you. Um, I always look at it, and, you know, I do hear that quite often, which is so nice and kind, but I always look at it and think, you know, we look at other people and think they've gone through things and think, you're so strong. But for me and so many other people have gone through certain tragedies, it's it's survival. And it's really mm. one of those things that, you know, the whole purpose of 
going through these stories and sharing them is the hope that somebody on the other side listening, a kid, a parent, an educator, that maybe can stop and relate and think, okay, you know what, I have a kid that's going through this, or I know somebody, or I am, and realize that there is help. There are things that we can do. And so that's the the whole overall hope through sharing, you know, personal stories like these. Well, tell, begin by telling us a little bit about your daughter, Megan. She was 14 when her life ended suddenly. Do you want to share a little bit about her? And I, I saw sure. all her beautiful pictures. She's just such a beautiful child. Well, thank you. I am uh, definitely one that thinks so, too, but she was mine. <laughs> so <laughs> Megan was um, born on November 6th of 1992, and she was this kid that kind of always wanted to explore things, always wanted to know more about everything, and that's kind of who she was. Um, you know, she would get into things, climb things, do things, very active kid. Um, but Megan was also this girl that in kindergarten um, went to school and realized that she looked different than other girls. And by looking different, it was that she was taller. Um, she mm. looked like she should have been in second grade compared to those kids. Um, mm. And she was bigger boned, not overweight in any way, shape, or form, but she was definitely a girl that was not tiny and petite. Mm-hmm. Starting school, um, you know, it was summertime, so girls would and boys would wear shorts and T-shirts, and when she would sit down on the ground or on a chair, girls started telling her that her legs were big because her legs were bigger Aww. than the other girls. Um, and then they would tell her she was tall, she was a giant, she was going to break the chair. And, oh. you know, as a parent, you know that kids don't have filters and that we try to prepare our kids to understand that kids are going to say things and how do we respond. But, you know, I didn't want to overreact. I always continued to encourage her, say, you know, sweetheart, you're beautiful. Don't worry about what these other kids are saying. Just ignore them, you know. And I kind of would say, let's go play. Let's go do this. And you always try to kind of lift them up. Well, These things continued to go on. Um, It was not something that was so intense that every day she was miserable. It was just kind of where it was sprinkled through, where she wouldn't like the clothes that she was wearing because Mm -hmm. the other girls' clothes looked different or looked better. Um, You know, and this went through first, second, and into third grade. Um, Third grade, she was struggling. Um, and struggling with friendships, and and this is what I think is sometimes so hard about the word bullying for all of us to understand is that it sometimes can be woven in in ways that are very subtle, um, ways that are not an everyday direct target. We can understand when we see somebody attacking another person, but when these are things that are isolation, um, exclusion, when they are name-calling, you know, at a, a certain time, when they're those, these different things, this is what continued to happen with Megan. And what also would happen is that she had friends. So looking at it mm-hmm. from the outside, it looked like she had friends. But for mm-hmm. Megan, she so desperately wanted to fit in with a popular crowd because this was the crowd that was making fun of her. This was the crowd that if you wanted to sit next to them at lunch or if you wanted to um, hang out with them or be invited to a birthday party, that's where you wanted to be. 
she was struggling trying to figure out where to fit in and felt excluded. Um, I really hate that because I think we all experienced that growing up. And so it's very easy to be confused between what is a normal child's development, like a child's normal development, sorry, a child's normal development versus what is inappropriate behavior from the, from the, in the, in the culture of that classroom or that group of friends. Sunday school. Oh, it's very hard. (laughs) Yeah, because you get so many different opinions, and people will say, well, knock the kid out. Go talk to the parent. Talk to the teacher. Don't over-exaggerate. Kids have to go through this. You know, so you're getting all of these comments around you. Um, Mm -hmm. But it was really one night um, that changed everything. Um, In third grade, Megan was crying in her bed at bedtime, could not get her to sleep, and I said, Meg, honey, what is going on? And she said she wanted to kill herself. Um, uh-huh. I can tell you as a parent, never in a million years did I think those words would come out of my child's mouth. Especially um, such a sweet was, little girl. She was so cute. Yeah. <laughs> I wasn't prepared. Um, I know I handled it looking back in the wrong ways, but it, I didn't know. I wasn't planning on how to deal with this. So I... I left my child crying, I panicked and I took off running. I ran into Mm -hmm. my bedroom, grabbed a pillow, went into the bathroom, locked the door and sobbed and screamed in this pillow thinking, what am I supposed to do? I I mean, do I call 911? Do I call her doctor? What what do I do? And Mm -hmm. then I was in this panic and I thought, Tina, come on, take a deep breath. She's she doesn't really know what this means. You're you're going way overboard. And so I got myself together, went back into her room, and I said, Meg, come on, honey. Why would you feel this way? And mm-hmm. she said, Mom, everybody hates me. I hate myself. Aww. I said, Meg, do you even know what this really means? Megan knew exactly what it meant. Um, I slept with her that night. The next morning, I took her straight to the pediatrician's office. Mm-hmm. pediatrician said, you know, Tina, listen, this is above me. She really needs to be evaluated by an adolescent psychiatrist and psychologist. Mm-hmm. That was not well, an easy task, um, even okay. with good insurance. We have, we're going we're we're to get a break in two minutes, so I want okay. you to, to end this segment, which is only really about half the story, but I, I know there are moms listening who found this podcast because they're dealing with these very issues that you're sharing. So I want to offer them some hope. We're going to do two podcasts. And the second one, Tina's going to give us very practical tips about what to do if you find yourself in this situation. When we come back, she's going to finish her story. You have about a minute, Tina, before we have to break. So, So give us something that you think is the most important thing. I think through any of this as parents, we're questioning ourselves all the time of what are we doing. I always tell parents to go with your gut instinct. If you don't feel something is right and you are struggling with this, go to your primary care doctor, call your local community health centers, talk to people, get help, because there is help out there. There is tons of it. It's just sometimes very, very scary to make that next step. But I can promise you there is help and there are supports and things out there to help you and your family. I love it that you're closing on that for this segment. We're going to come back and talk some more, but I grew up in a medical family. My my dad, my grandfather, they're all 
doctors. And the truth is you can't, you can't decide on a treatment until you know what the diagnosis is. So people are afraid to talk about the truth on mental health or any physical health even, but the truth is a great place to begin. So I really love it that you were honest with yourself and your daughter about what y'all were dealing with. Tina and I know we're going to hear a lot more from you about that when we come back. So thank you so much. This is Truth with a Texas Twang spoken here, and we'll be back with Tina Meyer right after this break. So stay with us. We don't want to miss a moment at Fireside Talk Radio, so stay tuned for more adventures as we talk about the things women store and ponder in their hearts. More truth with a Texas twang when we return. You ought to see my blue-eyed Sally. She lives way down on Shimbone Alley. The number on the gate and the number on the door and the next house over is a grocery store. Hi, this is Kathy. As women, we have a lot to ponder, but even the toughest topics are easier when we open up authentically and share our tenderest wisdom with each other. During this break, I want to mention a special way you can help other women. You can sign up for our blog and share it with your friends. Our podcasts are designed to create tools to talk about the toughest topics at home or at work. You can help by going to Kathy Craffy, C-A-T-H-Y-K-R-A-F as in Frank, V as in Victor, E as in Edward, dot com. We hope you love sharing these conversational adventures as much as we love bringing in experts to tell their stories and share their wisdom. Truth with a Texas twang spoken here. My parents are getting older and I want to be there to help. But sometimes I spend more time taking care of them than my own family. It's starting to put pressure on my marriage, and I feel like I'm ignoring my kids. My parents need help. I need help. My mom wants to stay at home, but she honestly can't handle it on her own anymore. I've been taking care of her, but I just want to be her daughter again. I know mom feels the same way. I'm not sure where to turn. If you're struggling to care for your parents, you're not alone. Home Instead Senior Care can help. With personalized service and a personal touch, our caregivers will help your parents stay in the place they call home. Home Instead Senior Care. To us, it's personal. to thank our generous sponsors for making these candid conversations possible at Fireside Talk Radio, where we talk openly about the things women store and ponder in their hearts, where truth and Texas twang meet. Hey, welcome back. We're talking to Tina Meyer, and she is from the MeganMeyerFoundation.org. You can find them online. I don't want to forget to mention that. She's been telling us about her daughter, beautiful Megan Meyer, who the foundation is named for, and they do tremendous work nationally on the issue of bullying. And when I needed this topic discussed on my show, I turned to them because it's such a difficult topic. And Tina, you've so graciously shared the part of your story that from the beginning, your daughter 
And I think all of us have had moments where our children have experienced this kind of behavior at school or at Sunday school or among our friends, even among our family friends, sometimes or cousins. We can have these things develop where our child gets branded in some negative way. But in your case, it went from there to cyberbullying. And and I know you're going to share that part of the story. And I really appreciate it. And, and I want to mention, so I don't forget, we're going to do a second podcast and Tina's going to give us some great practical tips. So if you're listening and you're feeling overwhelmed, what we want you to know today is you are not alone. And, and there are people who've already gone down this path and they can tell you how to get on the right track with this. That's what Tina specializes in now. So tell us some more of your story. And then we want to talk a little bit about what the foundation is doing, Tina. Sure. So... After Megan um, was diagnosed with depression and attention deficit disorder, um, we certainly started with medications and therapies. And Megan um, really went into middle school, um, you know, normal bumps um, and ups and downs. But middle school, she struggled quite a bit seventh grade um, to the point where she had boys who were stomping behind her in the lunch line calling her a fat cow and an elephant to the point that Megan stopped eating lunch. Um, She would not sign out for gym. Um, It was just a struggle to get her to school, and we decided to switch her to a different school for her eighth grade year. wasn't that the school was horrible. It's just that I knew no matter what we were doing, she needed a fresh start. Megan started um, her new school and making new friends, and it was finally this relief of, like, finally Mm. she's doing better. Mm. And... That's when the world of MySpace and the Internet, AOL Instant Messenger, came out. And Mm. Megan begged and begged to have one because everybody, of course, had one. Mm -hmm. I did let her have a MySpace account with a lot of rules. Um, I was pretty strict. When I read through your your material, I want you to know that's exactly how I handled a lot of our stuff. You didn't do anything different than most parents were doing at that moment. Right. I mean, you were actually more conservative than a lot of my friends were. Really? Yeah. <laughs> well, Megan yeah. did not like the rules I put in place. Believe me, she told me I was, you know, an overprotective parent. No, but no other parents were like me. And, I, you know, of course, I, I knew that she was just upset about it. Mm-hmm. But uh, Megan created her MySpace account. Um, and she added friends from her old school, friends from her new school. Things were going really well. Started the volleyball team. Mm, and I thought, that, finally. That should have been the turning point right there. <laughs> right, right. Um, she was talking to friends and then befriended a boy by the name of Josh Evans. Um, I monitored everything. I had the password. Megan did not even have the password to the account. So I knew everything that was going on. Um, Josh told Megan that she was beautiful and had beautiful eyes and a great smile. And, you know, they talked, but nothing major. It was just he was cute. She thought he was cute, vice versa. But Megan was going to friends' houses and birthday parties, and her whole world was changing. Mm -hmm. Well, about five weeks after she started talking to this boy, Josh Evans, um, she received a message um, in the evening stating that Josh said to Megan, I don't want to be friends with you anymore. You're not a nice person. Mm. Megan, it wasn't a horrible message. Megan just didn't understand what he was talking about and questioned, where did you get this from? Why are you saying this? I told Megan it was late. The next day, Megan, she signed off. The next day, went to school. I picked her up. 
that afternoon, and she came home and begged to sign on to MySpace. She wanted to see, did Josh respond? Mm. Josh did respond and told Megan that, you know, he knew that she wasn't a nice person. No one wanted to be friends with her anymore. And Mm. I had to leave in a hurry to take my other daughter to the orthodontist. And I said, Meg, honey, you've got to sign off. Unfortunately, Megan didn't sign off. Um, Megan was online with Josh while I took my other daughter, and messages that were going back and forth were calling Megan Meyer a fat blank, um, that she was a whore. I mean, you name the stuff that was going out. Um, I came home, saw all of this going on. She was hysterically crying. I was upset and said, Megan, come on. I told you to sign off. What? All of this stuff that's going on, you're not any of these things that they're calling you. You right. knew better than to be online. And she said, you're supposed to be my mom. You're supposed to be on my side. And she took off running upstairs to her room. I came into the kitchen to talk to her dad about what was going on. And 20 minutes had passed. And I just had this horrible feeling that ran from the top of my head to the bottom of my feet. And I stopped in mid-sentence, ran upstairs to Megan's room opened the door and I found Megan hanging in her closet. Um, we called 911. Um, the paramedics did arrive and um, got Megan to start breathing again. Um, mm-hmm. She was transported to Children's Hospital in St. Louis, but she was in a coma the entire time and passed away 24 hours later on October 17th of 2006. Mm-hmm. You know, um, I think there are no words to describe um, that loss. I'm I'm so familiar with St. Charles and St. Louis, and I'm picturing that beautiful medical community you have there. Yeah. Um, I'm really very sad and sorry for your loss, Tina. I really, I just cannot even imagine. Um, Yeah, and I am grateful. That's always my hope that there is no other parent that, Mm-hmm. That can go. We'll have to ever go through that. That's always the hope. Um, in the, the stories that I know about, because people share stories with me all the time now because of this work that we do here at, at Camp Crafty, and um, I do know that it, it's so common for bullying to have this effect, the, the the spiral of depression, no matter how healthy the child is when it begins, because it's a can be a daily barrage of negativeness. And it really reminds me so much of how evil it is. And here's why. When you consider that God perceives us as valuable and beautiful and his creation that he loves and admires, and then you have people speaking the opposite of that into the life of a, in the heart of a child, and it happens daily, whether they speak it or put it online or, or hassle the kid physically at school, whatever, however, whatever form that bullying takes, it diminishes the. It, it's as if, if it detracts from the value of that child, so that right. leads to all kinds of terrible things: anxiety, depression, and suicidal thoughts. And that that's not unique to Megan that is a that is the common outcome of bullying right I think that's what's so so serious about it I think people need to realize it they think their kids are just kidding each other and teasing but that's really evil to say what is the opposite of what God the way God views this is one way and to say the opposite of that is evil it's it's really very destructive 
it's hard. I mean, I I think is we've always gone through this, you know, with kids calling each other names. Right. I think that the internet and social media and all of that is offered another avenue where they can't just get outside and play and walk away, that it's always there. And then not just a couple of people know about it, everybody knows about it. And, you know, with Megan, it it was one of those things, no matter how desperately hard I tried to build her self-worth and self-esteem, that some people struggle so deeply with that, that, you know, it, it everything that people are saying it's almost as if they take those things to heart and they're not able to kind of brush them off where I think it's very hard. Some people are like, well, who cares what other people say? Right. That depends on until, yeah, how, how tenderhearted the it, child is can make a big difference. Right. Right. Now, we had you know, about big, three minutes. And so okay. I knew this story. I knew that what you had to sh- share was going to be so deep and and so binding or just spellbinding that I knew this was going to go really quickly. So I want you to finish with whatever you think is like, maybe tell us a little bit about what the foundation offers. I don't want to forget that piece. Sure. Cause you, you've sure. taken so this story and you've in your grief, you've just used that energy that came as a result of such a tragedy. You've used your right. energy to really offer help to others. So tell us about the foundation. Right. So the foundation, we started it about a year after Megan passed away, and our mission is to support and inspire actions to end bullying, cyberbullying, and suicide. And what we really try to do is work with children within schools, help educators and counselors and administrators and parents really understand what are these issues, what are things that we can do, how do we help the child, and then we also offer counseling at our offices, um, but it's even people who are out of state. What we try to do is connect them with supports in their communities. Um, and I think that when a child or a parent is going through this and seeing what their child's going through, it can be very scary. And so mm-hmm. what we try to do is really listen and validate how they feel, try to help them and provide them any supports or guidance that we can so that that child ultimately can go to school feeling safe physically and emotionally so that they can learn because they're our future. I love it that you're offering those kind of ideas. I know in East Texas we have a Good Samaritan Counseling Center, which I love to mention on air as often as I can. There's Bethesda Health Clinic. There are so many churches, synagogues. There's many places where you can get help. Both We have universities and a college here, two colleges, more actually in our region, dozens of them. All of those places are good places to begin to look for the kind of help that you may need. Don't forget to go to MeganMeyerFoundation.org, uh, and they have great resources on their website. Tina, thank you so much. We're going to do another podcast, so if you're listening, I hope you'll look listen for that. We're going to be talking about practical ways to combat this if you find it popping up in your child's life. In the meantime, I'm really grateful for you today. Thank you. Uh, t- yeah, Tina, thank you so much. And, and I'm looking sure. forward to, to bringing up that next topic and talking about that. So stay with us and, and find the next podcast on uh, Fireside Talk Radio, Truth with the Texas Twang. Oh, no. Thank you for joining us today where we speak truth with a Texas twang about the very things that touch our hearts. 
Thank you for joining us today, and we will see you again next week. Oh.